because of the growing physical and mental demands and implications on caregivers while we battle COVID-19. It is of great importance our community better understands these demands in order to support these courageous servants across the nation. During this episode, we are joined by Maureen Sullivan, the Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer for Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, America's largest health insurer, covering one in three of all Americans. While together, Maureen details the findings from BCBS's recently published Health of America report titled The Impact of Caregiving on Mental and Physical Health, tips and tricks for how our innovation community can innovate within BCBS and the caregiving space, and how all of us can participate in their upcoming Health of America virtual forum. I'm grateful to Maureen and her team for shining a light on this important and timely subject as we continue to move the health of our industry and nation forward by doing it together. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Maureen. Welcome to our podcast, and thank you for taking the time to be with our community today. I appreciate the invitation. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, given the recent publication of your next Health of America report titled The Impact of Caregiving on Mental and Physical Health, I'm looking forward to this important conversation, especially given the growing demands and implications on caregivers during this time with COVID-19. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment and visit passionatepioneers.com in order to share your ideas and feedback. Simply scroll to the comment section at the bottom of each posted episode. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Okay, Maureen, before we dive into this very important and recently published report, Can you give our community a high-level overview and the reach of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association, what you're leading there, and then from there we'll dive into this very timely and important report for our community? Yes, let me give you some context. And Blue Cross Blue Shield reaches every zip code in the country. I mean, 36 individual Blue Cross Blue Shield companies, and we at the association have the opportunity to really look at the innovation and what's happening across the country and harness it really to look for best practices that can really improve the health of America. Given that we cover one in three Americans in every zip code, we have the opportunity to really look at data and understand healthcare trends and also understand where there may be the opportunity for us either individually at a local level or nationally to really call attention to an issue. And Our sense was, you know, we started the Health of America program five years ago, and it has several components. I mean, one is that we actually do these reports that you can see online on our website, bcbs.com. And these reports look at major health issues. We also have an alliance for health research where we enable leading academics to analyze data at no charge to understand insights and healthcare trends and report out on it. And finally, we have an index that measures overall health. And 
we decided to look at caregivers because there had been a growing interest among the Blue Cross Blue Shield companies. That's again, that local innovation that really bubbles up nationally to look at this group of individuals who are giving so much of themselves and understanding what's the health impact on them. And if you look for any information on that, you'll find survey data. You'll find what caregivers' perceptions are and they'll answer surveys on what impact the caregiving role has had. And what we did was for the first time, we actually looked at claims data. And the team was able to look at those who were in the same family of someone who had a very serious health condition. And even what we looked at identified, you know, this is what 41 million member claims de-identified that we were looking at. And we found about 6.7, roughly 7 million members who have caregiving roles. And interestingly, we weren't able to look at, for example, an individual that was caring for an elderly parent because they typically, their health claims wouldn't have been linked. But we were able to look at those who might have the children or someone in their family who was ill. So that's the baseline. It's a long-term effort to really spotlight the healthcare issues and then look at what we can do to address the issue and improve it. And caregiving is our latest report. And we'll certainly, in a moment, we'll dive into where we can find this report why it's so important to so many of us in this industry and how we can better support our caregivers think through how we can bring in innovation, how we can really come together to work on such an important topic right now. You know, one area of the report, Maureen, it stated that caregiving is associated with higher rates of both physical and behavioral health conditions for caregivers, particularly for millennials and members of communities with a majority black or Hispanic population the effect is further exacerbated by the recent coronavirus pandemic. Can you highlight a little bit about millennial caregivers? I mean, this is a very big population in our nation now. Millennials are actually the largest workforce in our country right now, largest voting bloc. Can you highlight a little bit the health impact and why it's so pronounced for our millennial caregivers? Well, it's interesting. We were just talking at a internal forum last week on this of whether Part of the issue of the impact on millennials may be that these are individuals who are early in, you know, starting their families, uh, early in their jobs, early in their career, and they've been hit. This generation has been hit by the 2008 recession, difficult to find jobs, harder to address the debt they might have carried from college. They've had a number of stresses as this generation is coming and is in adulthood. And when we looked at millennial caregivers versus a benchmark, the rate of illnesses was significantly higher, 60% higher on anxiety, 64% on depression, 82% on hypertension. And that has led to more ER visits and a higher level of hospitalizations. So I think it has to be looked at relative to what this generation is coping with, where they are in their lives. And you know, with years, decades behind you, you develop resilience. You know, you go through different situations. And this is a generation that's been buffeted and hasn't had that ability to sort of gain that resilience at the same level. So it's a concern. Interestingly, we did a a report on millennials 
which you can find on our website a couple years ago. I think we actually released it last year. We're going to do an update this year. And the millennial generation is less healthy than the generation that went before it. We compared their health at the same age to Gen X and the incidence of disease and general health was much worse. And so you add to that the caregiving burden and that's where I think we're seeing the impact. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And I see it with the work that I, you know, I'm fortunate to work with a lot of startups and entrepreneurs that are led by millennials and we can see it directly with them. And it is incredibly impactful. You know, one area as well within the report that was exciting for me to see was this notion of collaboration. BCBS worked with Archangels, a national movement recognizing and honoring caregivers. And you guys were identifying caregivers across the country and connecting them to the care and support they need. So excellent work in the Archangels camp. I actually know much about them. They're doing wonderful work. Can you discuss a little bit about that partnership between Archangels and BCBS? Well, much like I described to you, you know, one of the advantages of being at the association is the innovation comes from the local plans. And one of the plan executives said, you know, you really need to learn more about this organization. It's co-founded by Alex Drain. Given their intense focus on caregivers, the approach that they're taking. And the national partnership that we formed creates a blueprint, if you will, for individual Blue Cross Blue Shield companies to adopt. And it accelerates innovation across the Cross Blue Shield system. That is a typical way that we at the National Association work with innovators is we try to develop a relationship that can then be implemented more easily across the system. And one of the main components that's interesting of this partnership, one of the program elements, if you will, that an individual Blue Cross Blue Shield plan implements, and we have about five implementing it as we speak, is to just acknowledge caregivers. It's a thank you. It's a thank you. You know, these are unpaid caregivers. Many see it, and this is particularly true in uh, certain communities, see it just as a part of life. Their role is to take care of someone in their family, which is true, but it does take its toll. And being acknowledged for that is incredibly important to the individual. And it also suggests that we need to support these caregivers more. And it's not only supporting at a community level, but it's also supporting as employers and looking at what employers can do to support their employees who are caregivers. So there's a lot of opportunity and the Archangels partnership really lays out a blueprint on how to begin to implement that at the local level. And for our community to learn more about this partnership and specifically Archangels, simply head over to archangels.me, A-R-C-H-A-N-G-E-L-S.me. A lot of great work happening in that camp. And there's some more information in the report about the partnership between Archangels and BCBS. Also, Maureen, one area that I'm personally passionate about, we have lots of discussions on our podcast around mental well-being. The, some of the findings in this report in regards to the stressors and the mental health of these caregivers was incredibly profound. Can you discuss a little bit of what you found there? And then more importantly, what's your organization going to do to help with that? I mean, mental health is such, to me, it's such an important topic. It's even further being highlighted and laid bare because of the pandemic. Maybe you can share a bit more on the mental health side. Yeah, let me start with, we were talking about the Archangels partnership and the survey that they did. They actually captured what is it about the pandemic that has 
made it more difficult for caregivers. And what they found is it's the loneliness and isolation is much higher. And that combined with the caregiving responsibilities is what creates that extra burden. And you asked a couple questions there, both what we can do and what the implications are for behavioral health. You know, I know from Blue Cross Blue Shield's perspective, one of the first steps we took was to enable virtual visits for behavioral health and improve access, knowing that particularly as we continue to live with this virus, that it's changed daily routines, it's changed the socialization that we've had and places greater demands on the individual. And so as health insurers, one of the key aspects that we need to step up to is benefits. And so we have done that, but I think there's more that goes beyond benefits and it's really responding more broadly to the caregiver needs. So if you look in the Northwest, Cambia, which operates regions, Blue Cross, Blue Shield plans in Oregon, Utah, Washington, Idaho, they actually started the first in the nation employee palliative care resource group where they created a support group among their employees to be able to have an individual feel that support at work in terms of the demands that has been placed on them in sort of the other part of the country down in Florida, um, Florida Blue actually hosted a challenge caring for the caregiver to find innovative solutions that would help support the local members who are stressed with the caregiving responsibilities. We actually built on that at a national level and ran essentially RFPs on innovative partnerships with new innovators that might be helpful to caregivers and have selected a series of companies that we, you know, we did this with the Blue Cross Blue Shield companies helping to evaluate their capabilities that we think could actually provide more support to individual members. Um, The kinds of partnerships, you know, there's a company, T-Care, that's worked with Blue Cross Blue Shield in Massachusetts. They have an evidence-based program that really understands caregiver needs and tailors referrals to resources. You know, and I know from having been in a caregiving role at one point with my mom who suffered from dementia, it's really hard to find the resources. I mean, not only is your time taxed caring for your loved one, but at the same time, you have to figure out this whole ecosystem on how to find the resources. So a a company like T-Care that can actually tailor it is incredibly helpful. And there are other examples as well that I could give you, but we recognize that to address the needs of caregivers, we need to provide different levels of support. And Blue Cross Blue Shield is committed to doing that. And that's what we're seeing in local communities is a new set of capabilities being built out to support caregivers. Well, one area you highlighted a couple times there, Maureen, was this notion of innovation. And of course, our podcast and our community is chock full of some of the best innovators in the industry around the world. And I'm so grateful that I get to work alongside many of them. Can you maybe give maybe one to two to three pointers for our innovators? Cause you wear the chief strategy and innovation officer hat from your perspective. Can you give our innovators maybe a few pro tips, some ideas or thoughts on how they should be approaching this notion of innovation with a large organization like yours? You know, one of the things we benefit from is 
understanding from an innovator a different way of approaching the issue. And in this case, it's how to support caregivers. And we didn't know that we don't come with a predefined way of this is what we need. We're open to understanding what approaches you can take. But from an organization of our size and, you know, what we're trying to do and rolling this out across the country, ability to scale matters. The track record matters. It doesn't have, you know, it benefits greatly if, if an innovator has been able to work with a health plan in a local market that we're then able to scale up nationally. If you don't have that experience, then certainly having some sort of measurable results from the work that you've done enables us to lift up from that work and understand the potential value that you could be bringing. So there's a lot of opportunity and, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield embraces innovators at a number of levels. I mean, not only locally, local plans, and that's actually many who bring those innovators to us, but nationally, we have national partnerships where the model is actually rolled out and we also have a Blue Venture Fund. And that's operated separately and gives innovators the opportunity to pitch and see if there's an opportunity for investment. Well, thank you for that. And to our innovators, I think, you know, Marina's absolutely spot on when you're talking about an organization of the size of hers, the ability to hit that scale button is incredibly important. You know, if you can prove out that you were successful in local markets, then to be able to, you know, collaborate and work with a leader like Maureen on a national level, be ready to hit that scale button. So incredibly important given the size and magnitude that the healthcare industry is. So thank you for that, Maureen. Also, what are some of the innovations right now that have you personally excited? Is it wearable technology? Obviously, telehealth has absolutely exploded. I don't think we're going to be putting that genie back in the bottle anytime soon. But what type of innovation are you personally excited about? Would love to maybe get some insight there. You know, it's a lot of lines of what you just mentioned, but it takes it a little bit of a step further. I mean, it is, it's the care model that is emerging that goes beyond telehealth as we know it today. And it does integrate the health technologies and the type of home care that we're likely to see. And if you blend that future vision of wearables or sensors in the home and how that can help you manage your health, with the ability to have a more integrated healthcare experience that's virtual as well as physical, it's a new care model. And one of the things we saw with seeing with COVID, right, we're still in it, is that telehealth used to be, it still is to some extent, but it's not solely this anymore. Telehealth was a panel of physicians that this was their job, right? They provided these telehealth services. And what happened with COVID is the doctor that you went to see for your checkups, they actually needed to be connected virtually as well. And so there's been much more integration of the regular doctor that you see with the virtual care. And we expect that trend to not only stay, but intensifies. And that's where that integration comes from. And it's not sort of a separate set of evaluations or information that you've received from a doctor, it's your own doctor. And I think that's incredibly exciting because the innovation on that emerging care model has to happen at all levels. You know, how you connect. So you think about interoperability, you think about the new technologies that an individual may 
need to have in their home. And I think it's a, an area that we're expecting to see continued innovation and we're tapping into it. And I actually think it's related to these caregivers too. I mean, and the more that we're able to strengthen the kind of support you have in the home, I think it's going to be helpful to caregivers. Well, thank you for that. Cause that is so spot on in regards to where we are heading and we're heading there rapidly. You know, we'll come back to the report in just a moment because there is a big announcement for our community to get involved. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But I have, since I have you on the podcast, I'm not going to let it go quickly because I love talking about innovation in our space and you're one of the national leaders around it. Can you also talk about technology and innovation? And I hope that we're on the same page here about debunking this notion that technology and innovation is just not, quote unquote, good in the hands of our older adults. I personally think it holds no merit. We've seen a lot of great technology and innovation that is being elegantly built for the use of our older adults in our community. Have you guys seen the same thing within your organization as well? Yes. You know, there's a large population that's in the Medicare Advantage plans among seniors. And those programs require the ability to monitor and track seniors' health at a much closer level. And that has really forced innovation in that area. And we don't look at technology innovation generationally at all. And we don't think about, well, here's a new technology that'll be great for the millennials. That's not going to work in older populations. I haven't heard that conversation once, frankly. Oh, that's so cool. I love how you frame that up as well, Maureen. We don't look at it generationally, right? That is so important. And so I'm so passionate around this topic of having our older adults empowered by innovation because they can definitely use it. And I know it's making some significant impact around the country. So thank you for that. Well, we're going to start wrapping up here in a moment, though, but there is a big announcement in regards to our community being able to actually get involved with an upcoming event, Health of America Virtual Forum in late October. You want to share a bit more around that and then, of course, how we can all get involved there. Yes, we're having a healthcare forum and it actually has the benefit. It's October 28th and 29th. It's obviously virtual. And it has the advantage of actually covering both millennial health and caregivers. You can hear Alex Drain, our national partner on Archangels. She'll be speaking. We have Joan London who will be speaking on caregiving and giving even her personal experience with it. And we're bringing national experts together to really focus on the findings from both the Millennial Health Report. There will be an update to that report released just before the forum. So you'll have new data on that, as well as this caregiving report. So it'll be, the data will be shared and then you'll hear from national experts. It's really a, a terrific opportunity. We're gonna have in the chat function here, the information on how to connect and we will also have it on our website, bcbs.com, so that you can actually participate. But it's the Health of America Forum, and we strongly encourage you to participate. It's an, really a unique opportunity to engage not only on the research findings, but also on hearing from national experts. Well, we're looking forward to being involved as well. So again, for our community, you can head over to bcbs.com backslash the health of America, all of these touch points that Maureen highlighted on our podcast today will also be found in our episode notes. So in your podcast player, simply scroll down and click on through or head over to passionatepioneers.com. 
there will be an article posted for this episode with all of those links associated with it as well. Again, that's on October 28th and 29th here in 2020. We're looking forward to that as well. Maureen, thank you for the invite to our community to be a part of it. Well, as we wind down, where are some other contact points for our community to get to know about your work and you personally, whether it be LinkedIn or websites or otherwise, where can we find you online? You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Twitter and we'll welcome the engagement. And again, Mike, I think what you're doing is so important to both increase the dialogue on innovation and to create a community where we can share ideas and really begin to change healthcare for the better. Well, thank you for that, Maureen. We do appreciate it. We are incredibly passionate about these topics because we know that we can reimagine the health of our country and our industry when we work together, when we have large organizations like yours closely coupled with our startups and innovators and everything in between. And as we all stay laser focused on serving the most important person in all of it, the patient, I know we can do great things when we do it together. So again, thank you for being with us today, Maureen. We do appreciate it. We will be looking forward to seeing you back online with the forum in late October. And of course, know that we have an incredible community supporting all of your work. And we look forward to having further conversation with you and your colleagues around all of this important work and initiative that BCBS is driving for. But for today, thank you for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.